I'm coming in hot. Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. Yeah, coming in hot. Coming in hot. Just like the fajita. Like the fajita. I write what I live. Write what I live. My life in the speaker. I'm nice with the flow. Nice with the Just like the demeanor. All right, hey everyone, welcome back, welcome in to LOTL, this is episode 73, uh, I'm Dan, coming to you live from Cleveland, Ohio, along with Jordan for the ride, what's up, J-Bone? Hey, it's going, it's it's up today, Yeah, I'm I'm feeling it, uh, hey, hey Jimmy, <laughs> crickets, 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 oh wait, Jimmy's not here, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy's gone, <laughs> uh, Jimmy had an emergency meeting he was called into, so he's not going to be with us this week, uh, but uh, we're here holding the fort down, so... Uh, thanks for listening to us on either SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Uh, follow us on social media at the LOTL Podcast, um, where we have regular updates. And now, once again, we're going to be having regular updates on our website. So check us out at LOTLPodcast.com. Uh, Jordan, if you kind of want to talk about real quick uh, some changes to the website and uh, kind of what we're doing. Certainly. So uh, I went ahead and changed up the format a bit for uploading new episodes. So there's going to be two parts to this. First of all, if you go to the, the episode page, we used to just have like a link with the name of the episode, basically. Yep. Now I just decided to put an embed uh, from SoundCloud. So you can actually click and listen right on that page. So Let's say you want to just burn through a couple while you're at work. You don't have to be switching from screens. Or if you want to, if you can't remember which episode we said something in, you can kind of sample them and yeah. fast forward, rewind. Yeah. Um, so that's under episodes. So that's been updated with all the current episodes. Uh, the second aspect is moving forward. We will also just be going back to posting um, a page for the episode, which will include an embed from SoundCloud as well, uh, links to the uh, the Spotify and Apple, um, I'm sorry, what's it called? iTunes? Apple Podcasts. Uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify <coughs> links. It's Apple Podcasts yeah, on, same, yeah. on iTunes. Yeah. I, everybody knows what you're saying. Um, and then it will also include just a couple bullet points uh, from the episodes. You can have a little sampler of what, what goes on. and Yeah, so that's going to be moving forward as well. So that way, if cool. you want to share a link to the website, we have that. Yeah, absolutely. Way, so. Um, so basically, we're just trying to make it easier for you uh, to listen to our episodes. So if, if you've been listening, if you have an iPhone and you've been listening on Apple Podcasts and prefer to do it that way, feel free. Um, but this is a way for people who don't have iPhones to listen to us and not have to, say, download the SoundCloud app or log on to the SoundCloud website and have to search for us or whatever. Just go to our website, click on the Episodes tab, and... The uh, embedded uh, display will be right there, and just click play, and you can listen to our episodes. So, super excited about that. Uh, also, for the website, uh, just talked to Steve uh, today, who's been on our show multiple, multiple times. Um, he's going to be writing a new piece for us. Hopefully, going to have that posted before the games start on Sunday. I know we have a game tonight for the NFL, but uh, Steve's uh, writing a NFL preview uh, piece for LOTLpodcast.com. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, he's going to go through all the divisions, give his predictions for division winners. Uh, he's going I'm sure he's going to have a lengthened section on the Browns and what he thinks uh, the Browns are going to be this year. And then uh, he'll 
give his playoff predictions as well, and I'm sure he'll do a Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl matchup and Super Bowl champion. So really looking forward to that, and uh, that will be coming up hopefully, uh, like I said, before the games kick off Sunday afternoon. Yeah. So anyway, before we actually get into the episode, uh, Jordan, what are we uh, sipping on? We are continuing the theme of fall, even though it's not fall, and I don't exactly. A bit of the bubbly. <laughs> we're we're sipping on a little bit of the bubbly, yes. Um, a little bit of the bubbly. This is uh, me and Dan's favorite soundbite right now. Uh, it's really funny. Uh, we are sipping on Old Zom by Market Garden. It's their Oktoberfest. Uh, they call it that. Six and a half percent. They just describe it as a Marzen. Yeah, uh, I don't know all these technical terms exactly, yeah, but no uh, it's malty. I do know that. Um, a little, it's a darker, it's a darker Oktoberfest. Not necessarily like yeah. one of the lighter ones, but uh, it's yeah, great. It was I really got like a, it. I would describe it as a little bit of a bite, like a, a slight bite, not like a pumpkin beer bite, right? But just a, a good solid Oktoberfest bite. I'm a fan. We both like it a lot, so. Yeah, for sure. Um, I forgot about it totally, and we were at Nano Brew a couple weeks ago, and uh, I was just like, to the bartender, I'm like, can I just get your Oktoberfest? I totally forgot what it was called. I mm-hmm. totally forgot about it. Right. And I was like, ooh, this is really good. I remember this. And then uh, I saw it at the store. I'm like, that's it. That's the one. Old Zom. Yeah, I feel like this one, though, as with most Oktoberfests, you kind of have to drink them within like the... Definitely within the recommended date. They, they tend oh, yeah. to like skunk fast, I noticed. Yeah. I don't know if it's a coincidence with the way the bottles yeah. are or if it's just a general, that the way those beers work. But I feel like Christmas sales are like that too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, uh, but, but to be clear, this is Oktoberfest. This is not a pumpkin ale. Right, right. There is a difference because I had a talk with a coworker today and they didn't oh, know the difference. Dip. Yeah, there's definitely a big difference. So uh, I was talking to them. And I told them about it and said it's an Oktoberfest because uh, they were asking me about fall beers and stuff. Yeah. And I told them that I really like this one. And they asked me, ooh, is that like that spooky one that Fatheads puts out? I'm like, no, that's a no, different type of beer. That's Both actually, fall yeah. beers. Oh, 100%. And they come out at the same time. So I yeah. think that's why a lot of people get confused. But right. so, like, Spooky Tooth is an imperial pumpkin. So animal, last so. week we did. Oh, right, uh, is it? What? Spooky Tooth is an imperial pumpkin, right? Yes. Double check. Yeah. Pumpkin Imperial Ale or Imperial Pumpkin Ale, something yeah, like that. something like that. Yeah. Um, but last week our beer of the week was Zufa from Fatheads. Right. That is the Fatheads equivalent to this. Yes, old exactly. Time. Exactly. It's uh, so so for Market Garden, they're equivalent to well, they said the Spooky one, which the, they were referring to mm-hmm. Spooky Tooth. Right. The Market Garden equivalent would be Franklin Castle. Yes. Which is a very good, so, very good beer. Yeah, too. I would say the pumpkin ale is definitely more of a sweeter beer yeah. compared to Oktoberfest. But you get a lot of more of those cinnamon and uh, yes. like almost like a brown sugar yeah. aftertaste. Absolutely. Um, they're both good. Uh, usually pumpkin ales tend to be a lot stronger too, like up, yeah. uh, upwards of 7 to 9%. Yeah. Uh, you know, Oktoberfest are going to be around 5 to 6 or something. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so Old Zom, check it out. Go to, uh, I mean, it's, really it's anywhere. sold anywhere, yeah, but gas station. next time you're in Market Garden or Nano Brew or one of those places, just ask for an Old Zom, and you won't be disappointed. Um, so, uh, just real quick before we dive in, uh, we're going to have our top five. We're going to have our poll of the week. We're going to talk a little bit of the Indians and how depressing they are right now. 
Uh, we're going to talk a lot about the Browns because week one is upon us. The NFL season actually starts tonight uh, with the season opening game between the Bears and the Packers from Soldier Field in Chicago. Uh, a little bit weird because they usually have the Super Bowl champion on the opening night, which would be the Patriots, but they decided not to do that this year. Hmm. Um, they went with like the NFL's oldest rivalry for the because this is the hundredth year of the NFL, so okay, it's kind of like I a mean, I get symbolic, yeah. like you know, traditional thing or whatever. Uh, so that's tonight. That's actually coming up in a, in a little bit. Um, it would have already happened by the time you guys listen to this. So I feel like I need to stop doing that. By the way, oh, saying that, yeah, because who like yeah. like who cares? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's a change coming soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're streamlining LOTL as you can see with the website and. Uh, with Jimmy coming back uh, full-time here um, into the fall. So, where was I? Uh, we're going to be talking about the Browns. Uh, we're going to go through some major storylines going into the season, um, some things we're concerned about, some things that we're really excited about, um, and kind of how we're feeling as fans. I know I'm – well, obviously, I'm the diehard Browns fan of the group here, but, um, you know, Jordan lives in Cleveland. He sees how Cleveland yeah. fans are with the Browns. So, um, it's an interesting field that I have – inside me right now uh as we open up the season like it should be like full throttle like let's go we're going to the playoffs blah 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 but i'm also a cleveland fan that any <laughs> anything can go wrong at any point in time to anybody on the team and so who knows i mean luckily we don't have a nutcase like antonio brown on oh our my team goodness. so that came down today wow we may or may not touch on that but what a clown but anyway, also we've got a really cool article uh, that Cleveland Scene put out uh, this week that goes through the best of Cleveland um, as far as like restaurants. So we'll go through some of the major categories we'll hit on. We'll, we'll talk about whether we agree or disagree. So, so real quick, not to interrupt, but the interesting thing about this is this is the reader's choice. Yes. So it's the, uh, yeah, so I find yes. it, found it interesting. Um, so we'll talk about that. We'll go through probably five to ten of the you know most uh, intriguing um, categories and uh, give our opinions and uh, give our recommendations if, if we like or don't like the place. So then we got that. We've got an event coming up at the end of the month that Jordan and I have both been to and maybe we'll go to this year. Who knows? And then we'll talk about the move for the weekend. So let's get into it. Let's, let's, do, let's get into the top five here. And uh, let's talk about our favorite, you know, technically it's not fall until September 20, I think, 2nd, something like that. Oh, yeah. Another couple weeks. It's a while. But you can already start to tell. Like, the weather's starting to, it's still warm. It's not, like, cold. Right, it's not cold. Like, it's in the 70s, but summer weather's kind of going. It gets darker real fast. It's starting to get darker earlier. Like, we're 7 o'clock on a Thursday, and you can already tell the sun's starting to go down as Champ stares out the window. Mm Mm-hmm. so falls upon us, you know. We're drinking fall beers. We're drinking Oktoberfest. We went to Oktoberfest this mm-hmm. past weekend. Um, so we're going to talk about our top five favorite fall activities. So Jordan, if you want to go first, yeah, uh, kick definitely. us off here. <clears throat> so starting from me, these aren't exactly in order. Uh, number one is definitely in order, but these are just kind of all. I like all these things. So um, number five is just a fall hike. I like just going out, you know, doing a, a long, brisk walk when it's like 50, 60 degrees or so. Um, you know, you're walking so you stay warm and you wear a hoodie or whatever you need to do to stay warm. And 
Uh, something about hearing the wind rustling through the leaves and wa- looking at the and needles. the birds. The bird, yeah. The I know bird. you love the birds. Oh, fall migration starting soon. So Look yeah, out. absolutely, it is a great time for bird watching. Maybe Jordan will write a you. blog post on that. Maybe I will actually because there there's a lot of great bird watching places in uh, Cleveland. So that actually is another reason why I like fall hikes. You get to see all the migratory birds coming through, mm-hmm. um, and then you can see the leaves. Of course, any one of the sure. metro parks, you see a beautiful, you know, variety of. I've actually seen colors. some trees start to change already. yeah there's some that are already yeah. doing that uh number four is watch college football in the afternoon evening on a saturday so yeah. growing up in well this would have been after texas but even during texas there wasn't really fall in texas but yeah in the fall in right. texas we always watched college football we watched the longhorns we didn't have the texans at the time right uh we didn't have the oilers at the time um but i carried that tradition when i moved up north and got to actually experience fall and one of my favorite memories was, and that was back when Texas was really good, um, just watching college football with my dad, whether it was afternoon games, evening games. That was also when Michigan was very good, and I lived in Michigan. Yeah. And so there was always a top-tier game that I was excited to watch. Uh, it's just fun. I still like doing that. I prefer yeah. college football over NFL. A lot of people know that about me, uh, and I love doing that. Like, um, so... You said you said uh, evening or night watching college football. Do you ever just like wake up on a Saturday morning and the first thing you do is throw on college game day? Um, I've never been a big pregame guy. Okay. Like uh, as far as pregame shows, yeah. I should. Say. I I just never really have. There would be for like really big games. Yeah. Maybe, but usually on a Saturday morning, my dad always have us doing some chore or something because gotcha. he always wanted to watch the games too. So if we're doing some yard work or whatever, we'd do that earlier. Yeah. Um, so to answer your question, not really. I, I would yeah. usually start at noon or, or the 3.30 games. Uh, yeah. Just depended. But It was such a big thing for us like in college, especially waking up. Well, that I could understand day. that. Yeah, that's different. And even now, that. like yeah. within the last year, I've gotten back into it like Saturday morning because, mm-hmm. um, you know, either – Either watching soccer or flipping like right. flipping back and watching well, college game day. See, for me now, it's all Premier League <coughs> mornings. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, for what, if, if Saturday morning, I'm going to be watching right. Premier League soccer first. Right. But, but like like last Saturday, that's what I was doing yeah. until like noon, 1 o'clock, because mm-hmm. I was flipping back and forth yeah. between college game day and um, soccer. So. Yeah. So uh, that's number four for me. Uh, number three is something I started recently, uh, just pumpkin beer tasting. So I went to a couple pumpkin beer festivals, I guess would be the way to describe them. Really, they were just a brewery or a bar would host a tasting. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really fun. We've, I've also done some days where I just try pumpkin beers when I go out. Uh, so whether it's like formal or informal, I just really enjoy the fall beers. They're pretty much one of the only gimmicky slash seasonal beers that I get really into. Um, so that's another option that I like to do um, in the fall. Number two would be patio hangs slash bonfire slash cookout at someone's house. Doesn't really matter. It could be one of the three or all three of those in one night. I just love being out when it's like 60, 65, 50 something degrees. Everyone's got their hoodies on, maybe their hat, their knit hats, a fire. I just, it's so much fun to hang outside, especially when you don't have to be like sweating. I do love the heat, but it is very, nice to not have to sweat like that uh number one for me would be just going to a cider mill or orchard uh with friends that was probably one of my main 
my most popular thing to do when I lived in Michigan with my friends and on a Saturday we would usually go out to an apple orchard uh, or a cider mill which there's a lot more of them in Michigan than there are in this area um, have fun get donuts maybe pick some apples or some whatever right and then we come back and watch college football so uh, and then I've done that several times up here since I live in Cleveland as well I just think it's so much fun it's so silly and it's it's such a simple thing to do but I don't know I wouldn't know fall without it so <laughs> that's number one yeah awesome uh, okay yeah for me some similar uh, I have some interesting takes on them uh, a couple of mine aren't activities more so but just like fall centric ideas mm-hmm. um, five for me is just uh, like you said, going on a hike, um, I hanging out, like either, you know, taking champ on a walk or just going and sitting and watching like, uh, the rivers or whatever through the Metro parks, uh, just hanging out in the Metro parks. There's so much green, so much, so many trees that change colors. Uh, we'll probably start seeing the majority of it in the next couple of weeks. Um, that's one of my favorite things is some of the best, uh, uh, photo op mm-hmm. uh, chances for anybody. So this is actually pretty much the same thing that I chose. I yes, guess. I guess that's what I meant to say. Yeah, but I just said fall hike. Yeah, yeah no, you're sure. right. Yeah. Uh, number four for me uh, is hot apple cider at Mapleside in Brunswick. Okay. Mapleside Farms. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. I, I, I meant to say like there's some uh, festival that they have going on every year. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, I know what you mean though. Yeah. But. I always go to that, and I if I go, I have to get hot apple cider. I, it's literally is like we talk about Christmas ale being Christmas in a glass. Right. Hot apple cider is like fall in a glass. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that that's one of the things that I look forward to doing in the fall. Number three, like I said, it's not an activity. It's just the weather. Okay. It's yeah. easily my favorite season for weather, especially in Cleveland, um, because the beginning of it, is like this it's 70 75 generally you know we're not getting a lot of storms we're not you know it's, yeah. it's a lot like this usually um, and it's not even as rainy as the right. spring is here the yeah. spring is real rainy I right noticed here and as you progress like yeah it does get a little bit cooler but it's not like obnoxious and when it does get cool like at night and you're looking to do something outside what do you do boom number two bonfire hangs there you go uh yeah. that's some of my favorite uh, stuff to do. I'm a pyro, so I like <laughs> fire. So bonfires are my favorite, and I don't like doing bonfires in the summer when it's 90 degrees. Like that's not fun for anybody. No, but bon- yeah, bonfires in the dead of summer are truly not enjoyable. Yeah. But when it's yeah. 70 during the day, and then you know you're either hanging out or you're looking for something to do, like at night when the sun goes down, it goes down to like 58, 57. Like sit around a fire, and you're perfectly content. Make s'mores. You know, whatever, whatever you do with a fire, mm-hmm. but but yeah, 100%. and then number one, um, like everybody knows about me, my favorite sport is football. So for me, football tailgates during football season is by far the best thing about fall for me. Um, whether the Browns are bad or or you know, hopefully this year for the first time like ever that I follow them are good, uh, you always will have fun at a tailgate, Absolutely. and even it's not even like. Doesn't have to be Browns related. I went to Bowling Green. We had a Division One football team, so tailgating in my college years was amazing. Um, most of the times, we either didn't go into the game until halftime, or didn't mm-hmm. end up making it into the game at all. I feel like that's very common with, <clears throat> with a lot of colleges. Yeah, especially at like a Mac school, where right. like 
we don't really care if they win. Right. The team isn't exactly yeah. like I contending like, for like I cared, but most of my friends really didn't care. Right. I mean, we went to we went to school as diehard Ohio State fans. So right, and I feel like that's very typical. Yeah. of Most smaller Ohio colleges. Yeah, absolutely. But but uh, just being able to bring a grill out into a grassy area or parking lot and grilling burgers, dogs. Um, Having a few cold ones, playing some cornhole, some yeah. can jam, some of that stuff. Oh, it's just amazing. It's my favorite part of fall for sure. So that's my top five. Nice. I like it. Yeah. We got a lot of similar ones, and I'm not surprised because, I mean, if you live in the fall where there's four seasons or anywhere in the U.S. where there's four seasons, you're probably going to be wanting to do a lot of those things that we mentioned. Right. Um, trying to think of any other major fall activities that we probably missed. I mean... I don't know. But either way, if anyone thinks of any ideas or if we missed a tradition or if you have a special tradition, let us know and we'd love I mean, to there's, try you know, something There's new festivals. Out. Like I know the Johnny Appleseed Festival. Right. Um, but, you know, you can fit that into, you know, going to Mapleside or something like that. It's in that. Realm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, but fall definitely is our uh, favorite season for sure. Well, my favorite season for sure. Alrighty. Uh, so, what? What do we want to do next? Let's uh, let's talk about the uh, the article that that gained our um, attention. Yeah. So this is going to be our what's happening segment, um, and uh, it is the Cleveland scene's best restaurants as chosen by the readers. Mm-hmm. So Jordan, if you want to take it away, go yeah. Ahead. So I just want to throw out here real quick. It's not <laughs> anything like that just came out. This has been out for a while, but uh, I know we've previously talked about. The editor's choices, I believe. Yeah. But I don't think we ever did the the readers. Um, so a few uh, a few things that caught my mind or my eye is you know there there's some restaurants here that are so well established that even if better options are out there, I know it's subjective, but even if arguably better restaurants are out there, they're they're not going to win at least not for a while. And, and we've right. noticed this. And if you really want to have an interesting discussion, compare the the editor's choices versus the people's choices. Right. Um, and you'll see a lot of interesting comparisons. I uh, just wanted to go through some highlights, though, because I know there's some that we're definitely going to disagree with. So, best overall restaurant, uh, something called L'Albatross. Yeah, I've never, I've never been there. Been I know there. what it is. I know where it is. It's probably fancy is what I'm it thinking. Is. So, yeah. Uh, do you have a best overall restaurant in Cleveland? It, for me, that's kind of tough because there's Boy. actually a lot of really good places. I mean, yeah. I, 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 see, I I would like to know what their what their criteria was, parameters or were param- for yeah, best yeah. restaurant. Like, are they looking like for okay? What's like what's the highest end restaurant? Like, because right, that's that, cause a different answer, yeah. is like you know it's a right. hoity-toity ish type place. Yeah, yeah, like. Like, so I guess I would like to know what their parameters were on that. Sure. As far as like, hey, what's my favorite restaurant? Man, that's tough. Yeah. So, I mean, if you just I, if, I don't know. if you just look at the article and you look at how many different categories there are for restaurants right. in Cleveland, like it's insane. Oh, like, it is. It is. So <laughs> it's it's hard for you to come up with a specific type of food, right? And there not to be a place like in Cleveland, Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's just one. 
So let's pass on giving an answer there. I honestly couldn't even think decide what I, I would say for that. Yeah. Uh, I, but I guess it's really a mood thing. Yeah. But just because there's so many different restaurants in Cleveland. <laughs> Definitely. There's different types of restaurants in Cleveland. And that's like, how we are, yeah. I've noticed. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll decide where we want to go at any given time of the week based on what we're, we're right. in the mood for. So let's do this, though. Obviously, uh, some of these mean a lot more than... than than the others do for us. So let's do one that definitely will hit a chord with us. Best Mexican. The readers chose Momocho. I've actually and never been to Momocho. I've never been to Momocho, but I've, 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 I've had, had their food at the ballpark. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And I will say it's good food. Their good. sister restaurant, yeah. um, El Carnicero, has actually been featured on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Yeah. So that's a huge honor. Uh, and I definitely will be hitting up that place soon. But... Um, so I'm not really here to complain about that. I'm sure it's right. a great place. Yeah. I'd rather see this than something like Barrio or whatever. <laughs> but, uh, I would disagree. I would say La Plaza is the best Mexican. Yeah. Uh, I know, you know, I'm curious what your thoughts are on best Mexican. I mean, it, I mean, I'm ultimately going to defer to you because, yeah. uh, well, you like La Plaza, right? Oh, I love yeah. La Plaza. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, yeah, it would probably I, be my, if I'm, if I'm looking for, see, like, like, would you, um, like a place like, uh, like El Rodeo or Cozumel or so is that like, is that I, like, I, I, I is like that like Tex-Mex? That is Tex-Mex. Okay. And that is Mexican. Right. You know, but that is strictly Tex-Mex. Mexican. So I, 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 I do really like Cozumel. Yeah. Cozumel's um, good. I've had, and I got to say this about Tex-Mex. I don't think Tex-Mex is bad. Right. It's just, it's not. Like if you like, it's it's not something you're gonna see if you go to Mexico. Correct. And, now you yeah. will see Mexicans owning and running and eating at places right. like Cosmo, especially in the U.S. Right. Um, it's definitely a part of the culture. For people to to like talk down on it is ridiculous. It's a hundred percent part of Mexican culture, and it's yeah. it's it's some. Oftentimes they have a lot of authentic dishes in there, right. but they'll serve up some you know but yeah. modern or Tex-Mex right. version. It's like I, I like I like the idea of I, I'm if you know I'm never gonna co- generally I won't complain if the food's made well and the salsa's yeah. good. I'll like a good Tex-Mex right. place. It's like I mean it's probably it's probably similar to like uh, if like for me I'm Italian so if right. you go to like a Buca de Beppo or something like that right like, which might serve like that's le- food, like that's legit right. Italian food but it's not like if you go to if you go to Italy and you go to an actual Italian right. restaurant right exactly it's I don't want to say it's not anything like that but sort of similar like it yeah. has some of the it's same menu items probably the same exact concept yeah, yeah. similar. Um, but yeah, right. I, I, I would uh, if you had to put a gun to my head, which that I know that's a weird analogy. No, I, but I, I, <laughs> I would probably agree with you and say La Plaza. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, one that I know will probably agree with this: best coffee. Readers chose Rising Star. I agree. I agree, hundred percent. That's yeah. probably my favorite place. I really like. I like, and I like, I, I, and re- I like all their locate. Well, the lo- <laughs> I say all the locations, but the ones I've been to. Yeah. The one in Lakewood and, and the one the in, one in Ohio, uh, City. Ohio City. I love the one in Ohio I, City. Yeah. Oh, I, was, I agree. I, I think the Ohio City one's probably the best. Jimmy and I went there uh, last Friday. Yeah. And I just got like an iced mocha and just sat yeah, down just and chilled. hung out and we we talked about. I, it. I would say some some close close seconds are uh, Good Kind Coffee uh-huh. in Lakewood. I really like Troubadour Roasters in uh, Fairview that? Park. Um, and I don't know, Phoenix is good. I've been there a couple times. Yeah. Phoenix isn't bad. Poor is. Is a great coffee cafe, yeah. like a coffee right. place. 
Um, yeah. So, but I think we agree with Rising Star. Yeah. Best bar food, Happy Dog. See, this yeah, one's interesting to me because I don't really consider Happy Dog to be bar food. I, I it's more of a gimmick to me, and yeah. I don't mean that in a bad way. Or just like I a just, niche. Like it's yeah, like, I guess niche is probably the word. And, I was and it's to say, like yeah. they have their own niche. Right. But like bar food to me is like is like like okay. Obviously, I'm not gonna say it's Buffalo Wild Wings because Buffalo no, Wild Wings is a national wings, chain. No, but it's wings, burgers. It's, it's yeah. wings, boneless wings, burgers, right. fries. You know, blah blah yeah. blah. It's uh, not mozzarella like, sticks. You know, yeah, it's like not. Hot dogs and tater tots. So, that being said, do you have any place that comes to mind? For me, right off the top of my head, I'm a real big fan of Bonnie's in Fairview Park. I think they got great bar food. I like Liquid Village Tavern, but I'm also super biased because that's like my <laughs> that's like yeah. my favorite bar right. in the city. Um, and Parkview Nightclub has probably got the most quality and unique bar food I've ever had. Yeah, so I've only been to this place once, but just off the top of my head, and I might be going there tonight with my brother to watch mm. the game, is Loco Leprechaun. Oh, yeah, you told me. Which is in North Olmsted, but it's like mm. it's like on the border of Westlake. Mm. Like it's, it's on that part exactly of North Olmsted. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, they're so good. Like, pricing, prices are great. Food portions are mm. great. Food is great. Um, yeah, I would say that place. And then mm. I'm trying to think of maybe a place around here. Love PJ McIntyre's. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Good. So yeah. I mean, you know, we're we're in the West Park Camps Corner area yeah. recording uh, the show. So if I were to have to strictly be like neighborhood bar, like I know for you because you live over near Fairview Park and Bonnie's, you like Bonnie's, right? Right. Um, I would say for me, it would probably be PJ's. Yeah, that's a great, great, solid choice. Um, I just want to talk about this real quick. Late night food and tacos was a was a was yeah, one category. So I don't, Taco Bell. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't know what they were doing there. <coughs> People voted Barrio. I will agree with that for the late night food option because it's really one of the only. If you don't get Taco right. Bell or McDonald's, it's really your only option is Barrio yeah. for the most part because they right. serve to like two. Uh, I disagree or with the taco. Like, or there's like rallies. But okay, well, it's rallies. that's garbage. Um, I disagree with the tacos. Yeah. It's La Plaza for no 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 doubt. Or right. or yeah, there's a couple other places, but Barrios is good. I'm not against Barrio. Uh, best burger, Hex Cafe. I've never been there. I've never I, been there either. I, I but I, I do want to try it because same, I, I've 100%. seen. Uh, I recently saw somebody either tweeted about it or um, talked about their pictures. Yeah. Um, or posted pictures of it, and they looked really freaking good, man. I gotta say. We should go there for sure. Or there's One another the, place I think is in Tremont. It's called Rowley Inn. Oh, I've heard about. I've that, heard yeah. really good yeah. things about them. I gotta say, one of the best, some of the best burgers I've had in Cleveland. One would be Gunzelman's. I really enjoyed their yeah. burger when I've had it there. Uh, I really, really was blown away by um, LBM's uh, burger, okay. the Viking Metal Bar. Yeah. That, like that was really good. Yeah. Uh, those are two that come to mind. Uh, I like B-Spot as well, and I like right. the Rail. I think those are both yeah. excellent burgers. Anyone others that come to your mind? No, I don't think so. I think the the Hex Cafe is. I, I would I would take the reader's word for it on this one. I've never been True. there. True. Yeah, that's the thing. We haven't been there, so but I can't really disagree. I, you know, I would love I would love to go there and check it yeah. out for sure. All right, best barbecue. Voters said Mabel's. I know. Uh, I know. You like Mabel's, but you also have one that you really yeah. really like. I disagree with this. I'm not saying it's a bad choice by any means. Yeah. In fact, if, if, if someone came to Cleveland, I would probably recommend you make a stop at Mabel's for a right. lot of reasons. Yeah. But well, just like, I, you, like you love Proper Pig. Exactly. But that's Proper my Pig, favorite. Like, and this isn't really a reason why not to go there because right. 
Mabel's is the only technically Cleveland style barbecue. It's its own thing, which is cool. But Proper Pig is a Texas, Texas smokehouse. Style, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's very. So like, if you're Texas if you're come if you're visiting Cleveland, and you're like, oh yeah, I want to try like I read about this. I want to try Cleveland style barbecue. Then like, you're you going to Mabel's. No, that's why I said I would probably recommend it. Yeah. To for anyone that visits, uh, Mabel's is good. Uh, Proper Pig is phenomenal. Uh, those are two great places. Yeah. Barbecue's hard to come by. Woodstock is pretty good. Woodstock is good. I like Woodstock. In Lakewood. Their um, smoked jerk chicken is so good. Yeah. Oh, man. That's only on the weekends, so. though. All right. Here's one that I know that you're going right, to have yeah, some thoughts on. Yeah, this is controversial. Best pizza. The voters said Angelo's. Which doesn't shock me. No. And I think I understand as far as, like, value and all that. And, you know, it's been around well, for so a, long. on a Monday, yes. Well, on a Monday. That's true, yeah. Uh I good will, place. I, yeah. I disagree that's the best. Though. I will say Angelo's is very good. Yeah. To yeah. me, it makes my top five, maybe. Right. But it doesn't make my top three. Uh, Il Rione is my favorite pizza place. In and I, I, it's to me, and, and to me, it's to me, it's not really even close. Like Harlow's is very good. I like Harlow's. That's probably that's my you, number two. I would say the same. I honestly, I would. But say the it's same. like it's like. It's like, you know, and, you know, listeners can't hear, can't see this, but Il Rione's here and Harlow's is, like, here. I, like, I, like I, Il I Rione, to me, is in, like, their own stratosphere. Right. Um, and then Pizza 216 is up there as well. So I, I would put definitely those three places ahead of Angelo's. But Angelo's is up there. I mean, Angelo's is solid. Another one that's, that's really good that's more of, like, a... Uh, it's not a national chain, but it's a, it's a Cleveland chain. Giannino's is really good. Okay. Um, it's I right up the street don't here. don't think I've ever had that. <coughs> what was the place you got that had like the focaccia style pizza? That was oh, that's, so delicious. that's Gentilly. That, that's an Italian that, bakery. That was really good. Though. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that's like, that's like a different style of pizza. So sure, sure. it's hard for me to like put that in there. But yeah, that, I mean, obviously that would be. That blew me away. Yeah, honestly. that would probably be. I mean, it would probably bump. That would become my number two if I had to throw that in there. Sure. But okay. it's hard to... Okay. It's hard to... Oh, man. It's so hard to... Uh, distinct between types of pizza. Um, and and the, see, that's what, that's getting too complicated probably. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I could talk about that all day. Yeah, for sure. But hey, I mean, we we, we definitely probably agree that... But I love... But I, but I do like Angelo's. I like Angelo's oh, a lot. Oh, same. It's not... There's nothing wrong I think, with it. I think they're... Uh, if you're willing to wait, I think their their special on Monday is one of the best in the city. Yeah, half off. Yeah, can't go wrong with that. I mean, you're getting a really quality product for a really good price. And you can uh, go to uh, Lakewood Village Tavern while you wait in line. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> or while you wait for your turn. Um, next on the list, I, I, I still haven't been here. Barocco. So that they they call it well they call it Latin best Latin Barocco's restaurant. Cu- it's a Cuban restaurant. Right? It, no, it's it, uh, Colombian. That's right, Colombian. Colombian. And but like, I had but, never had Colombian food before. I have yeah. since been to two Colombian restaurants in the city. There's okay. one right in North Olmsted as well. Oh, okay. Or yeah, North, is yeah. that? Uh, it's called. It's very hard to pronounce. El Arres. But the one right next to El Arrespa right? or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I forgot the name. or whatever. What's the what's the? Oh, that's right. Arespo or so, I don't know. I have to look it up. I apologize for butchering that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Morocco is yeah. very good. If you haven't been there, you should go. It's Colombian food. I'm not an expert in that. I mean, it's uh, a lot of people think that Mexicans know everything about. We, 
Unless you're real cultured, I don't. I didn't know anything about. Colombian it looks Baroque. I mean, yeah. Baroco. It looks really cool. And oh, the looks food great. looks fantastic. And there's, a, there's an extension. There's a new one in uh, Westlake uh, now too, in oh, okay. Crocker Park. So. Okay, but uh, but the one in Lakewood. Um, that's the original. Yeah. Like I want to. Like the patio looks super cool. Oh, it's amazing! Yeah, it's one of the better patios there. for sure. I want to go there. Maybe, yeah, maybe this week. I'd recommend going there. I have no disagreements with that. Uh, best bagels, Cleveland Bagel Company. I mean, yeah. I, you can't really disagree with I, that. I I agree. I I also think it's kind of hard to screw up a bagel. True. So they do a really good job. Like though. like like obviously you know I'm not gonna say oh Panera is right. the best, but Panera makes a right. really good bagel. Like, yeah. Yeah. Einstein Brothers makes a really good bagel. They're national chains. It's not like. It's not like uh, saying Domino's makes a really good pizza. No, Domino's makes a crappy pizza. But like I agree. But do. like Panera's <laughs> a national chain. They make a really good bagel. So I, I definitely agree. Cleveland Bagel Company, solid, really good. But kind of hard for me yeah, to, no, I get that. to screw up a bagel. Best Middle Eastern. I want to mention this real quick. They said Aladdin's Eatery. It's a good place. Yeah. I personally prefer Aladdin's Bakery. Yeah. It's more strictly Lebanese style, and that is on uh, it's on Carnegie, yeah. uh, near the baseball stadium. Actually, can uh, I go? I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna disagree with this. Okay, I'm gonna go shout out, Bilo Gyro. Okay, that's, yeah, that's good. That's it's 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 good. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's the best, but it's yeah, good. Yeah, I was just I'm nah, just yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're small businesses. Hey, go support out. them for sure. They're they're they're, they're so nice over yep. there. Uh, best chicken wings, Winking Lizard. Okay. I hey, I like Winking Lizard. Yeah. I don't okay. think they're the best chicken wings though. Right. Yeah. So number one, Winking Lizard is horrifically overpriced. Uh, if you go on the, the Monday and Tuesdays, it's it's a great deal. Well, it's their wing night, but I'm yeah, saying yeah. like, okay, like, hey, let's go. It's a Saturday night, and you want to watch yeah, a college yeah, football yeah, game. Right, right, yeah, yeah. We're not going to Winking. Probably wing, not. Yeah. Winking Lizard. Winking Lizard. Linking Lizard. Yeah. Winking Lizard. <laughs> Winking Lizard. Um, yeah. I for me. I love how you write wrote best chicky wings. Oh, that's a trademark of mine. Oh, okay. Got I always it. say chicky for the for the fans out there. Yes, that's um, a trademark. Yeah, I would uh, I would probably have to disagree. Um, as far as wings go, uh, Cleats is up there. I would I, I love would, Cleats. Cleats is phenomenal. Love Cleats. Their hot garlic parm Man, is out of this. You world. know what? Even their boneless wings are so good yeah. at Cleats. Um, I like Bonnie's a lot. Loco too. Leprechaun. Yeah, that's really good been, wings. They're those, yeah. huge. Yeah. Um, oh, I like Fathead smoked wings. Yes, I agree with that. I love their smoked. There's wings. one other place that I'm forgetting. Oh, um, Saxonheim. Saxonheim yeah, is a they great yeah, wing they night. Good wings. Yeah. Really good. Um, moving on. Best patio. Collision Bend Brewing. I think we probably are. I can't really disagree with that. I, it's such a great patio. Yeah. In fact, view, it's, it's actually got a national notoriety. For, the views, the seating arrangements, yeah. the way they have their tables set up. Oh like yeah. It's, the way boats I can dock up. Yeah. Pull I, up I can't. Dock. I can't yeah. disagree with that because there, like there, there's a lot of good. It's patios. it's literally on the water. Like the other places in the flats, like shooters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, like the other, like on the east bank of the flats, there's really no other place. Right. Yeah. Like you have to right. leave the route. You have to leave the bar and walk. To the boardwalk right. and walk, you know, up to the water. I would say for a non-water patio, I think, uh, um, uh, not Market Garden. Um, oh boy, Nano Brew has yeah. a solid patio. Oh yeah, love Nano. Yeah. Uh, real quick, let's wrap this up. Yep. We have one big one that we need to hit. Well, still. there's yeah, yeah. There's uh, and I. Well, I, I want to talk about this too. So they they lump they had a separate categories for brunch and breakfast. I get that, but whatever. 
they, the, the the voters said grumpies for breakfast, and they said lucky. I, I don't I don't I don't understand the distinction. I, like, I don't either. Brunch, don't either. breakfast, whatever. Who I don't cares? really like, get it either. But like you can get you can get non-breakfast right. food at grumpies exactly. So and then they said best brunch is Lucky's. I've never been to Lucky's. I know it's featured on Diners, Drivers, and Dives, and a it's lot really, of people swear by it. Really good. Uh, I, we we like Grumpy's. I yeah. also like um, Prosperity Social Clubs. Yes. Brunch. We like. It's a hit or miss sometimes, but Buckeye yeah. Beer Engine has a great brunch as well. We've had a couple weird experiences mm. there. Um, you know. For yeah. for the uh, <laughs> uh, chance I upset. Maybe one or a few of our listeners. I'm gonna keep my mouth shut on that. No, that's fine. I I don't. You know they they need to do a better product. Yeah, we've had a couple of bad experiences there. Yeah. But, um, ice cream Mitchells. I don't really eat ice cream anymore. Yeah, I mean, I would probably it's it's techni- Mason, technically right. it's custard, but I would right. say East Coast custard. Oh yeah, it's the same kind. It's the same idea. Yeah. All right, now for the big one. Okay. Uh, best Italian. It. Was, I've never been here, but voters said Mia Bella. Okay. I, don't I, know. I get it. I've been here. Um, I don't like. I and no disrespect for you, to you, yeah. But I used to work at a Buca de Beppo, and mm-hmm. um, their chefs were all Mexican. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty typical. That 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 hurt. Like it would be like if you went into, uh, and this is the same for me and Bella. That's what I'm getting mm-hmm. at. Like they're owned and operated right. by a Romanian family. I mean, this would be like you going into uh, La Plaza. And having a bunch of like, it's, uh, well, yeah, it's just non-Mexicans making right. food. Yeah, just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get it. I get it. Like, there's not that. There's it lacks that um, aspect touch. of authenticity. I think it, it lacks me. that special touch that you have to have if you yeah. if you're more immersed in in the yeah. culture and the food. Yeah. So for me, I'm actually going for a place uh, that's outside of Little Italy. I know. Okay. God forbid I do that. But my favorite Italian is Bucci's. Okay. Or uh, Jay, Jay Bella. It's the same family. It's the okay. same restaurant. They just named it differently. Uh, Jay Bella is in Strongsville. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bucci's is in like uh, Middleburg Heights, Berea. Okay. Yeah. They they used to have an Italian Bucci's Italian brick oven, which was uh, um, in Middleburg Heights, which was my absolute favorite. But uh, they don't have that location anymore. But uh, Bucci, uh, Jay Bella is the same thing. That's my favorite. It's okay. It's everything with Italian food. It starts with the sauce, and mm-hmm. that's what's they do a good that's job. What's, yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed Molto Bene when we went. I yes, know, yeah. that place. I, too. I like that place a lot. Um, I haven't been to a lot of Italian places here because uh, a lot of the times I just go to when I'm at Teresa's family's. How you just eat their they food. just make their own food. Right. That's they don't I, really go out to eat. They just make their own. That's how my grandmother is. That's yeah. Why, that's yeah. why, like, I only have like a couple Italian restaurants I right. go to. Yeah, for sure. Which I definitely want to explore some more that you would recommend. But uh, we'll wrap it up with the final one: is best donuts. They voted Brunuts. I agree with this. I know you don't, but I do think Brunuts yeah. is the best option in the city. Just even if it's just for the uniqueness of it. Yeah. Uh, it's not your average donut shop. Like you don't go there on the fly to grab a dozen donuts for your right, office. Right, because it'll like, cost you thirty-five. It bucks. Literally costs like a lot, and they're giant donuts. Yeah. Uh, who would you say? Who do you like? Uh, I like Spud Nuts. Spud Nuts that's in right. uh, yeah. Berea. That's good. I like Spud Nuts. So yeah, I really like Spud Nuts. Yeah. And then donut. I I, I got to shout out the hometown donut scene in Strongsville. Oh. I know Jen yeah. and Jen and Jimmy. That's Pisarchik. a twenty-four. Hour Jimmy Pasarchik would probably smack me upside the head if I didn't uh, mention True. the donut scene. So. True. And what's interesting about the donut scene? And it kind of throws off your Chipotle game. Is it's neck right next to a Chipotle in Strongsville mm-hmm. in the same strip, and when you're in line, like say you're going to dinner, 
you're like, hey, go pick up some Chipotle. Yeah. You're in line waiting. You smell the donuts. Like you oh, don't yeah. smell the Chipotle. You smell the donuts, which is, which is kind of freaks you out. But are they pretty solid donuts though? Yeah, I never had. Really, they're twenty four seven, right? Yep. Is that the place? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Twenty four seven. A lot of uh, late high school nights at Donut Scene. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. All right. That was fun. That yeah. was a good good chat. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, let's transition now. <clears throat> We're gonna talk a little sports. Um, I. We have the Indians marked down on here. I don't really... I mean, I'm, it's kind of depressing. And it's really not even their fault. I mean, have you ever seen a team with this many injuries? Yeah. I don't know if necessarily baseball. I can remember a situation. But, you know, I've seen it with basketball. I've seen, we've seen it with football before. Yeah. Uh, this is odd in that every... It seems like every key position, they're losing someone. Yeah. Including even Lindor at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So, so let's just go through it real quick. And yeah. I'm just going to go off the top of my head. Yeah. I'm sure I'm yeah. going to be missing a few. But uh, Lindor missed the first month of the season. Corey Kluber broke his arm when on line drive. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Bauer, when he was still here, rolled his ankle really good at the beginning of the year. It was never the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Clevenger was out for two months with a back mm-hmm. injury. Uh, Ramirez, no. You lost Jose Ramirez. You lost Tyler Naquin. Mm-hmm. Well, Naquin's um, certainly out for good. Yeah. Jordan Luplo got hurt, which yeah. nobody really knows about that because that was in the middle of when the yeah. Indians were playing well, so nobody really cared. Uh, Cookie got... Uh, Cookie Carrasco yeah. got cancer. Yep. I mean, like... Oh, uh, and I know this is like Kipnis. Kipnis old. has been in and out of the lineup. Right. I know this kind of old news, but the uh, Zimmer or whatever yeah. has been out for a long time. And he, if you Not remember, a and a half, his much. batting wasn't exactly great, but right. his outfielding abilities were phenomenal. So yeah. it's definitely throwing some some things off still. Yeah. And absolutely. Yeah, it's it's rough. It's frustrating. Um, I mean, what's their? What do you think their chances I mean, are? They should still make the wild card. You think? I, right now they're a game they're out. Little, oh, they're a game out. I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah. yeah, they lost today. They had one yeah. hit today. Oh wow. Um, so they they play at Minnesota this weekend. Oh boy. This is the put up shut up series of the season, and I'm not even talking for the division because I think mm-hmm. they're out of that. Um, but they need to take at least two out of three from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um. To keep pace in the wild card, uh, yeah. I mean, just everything everything blew up when Jose went out. Right. right. I mean, because he was by far their best player in the second half of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you were to just take the second half of the, I, obviously we know his struggles in the first half, but if you were to just take the second half of the season, mm-hmm. he's probably the leading MVP candidate in the American League. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's batting three thirty in the second half of the year. He had fifteen home runs. Uh, drove in 45 uh, RBIs, and he was back to the Jose of old. Right. That was an MVP yeah. candidate with Lindor right. in the last few years. So, and then he breaks his hand swinging a bat. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, really? Like, That's... it wasn't like diving headfirst into a base and his hand got jammed. Like, he swung right. a bat too hard and broke right. a bone in his hand. That's ridiculous. Like, it's so frustrating. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And to put out, and to, uh, you know, that with the fact that the Indians cut payroll this offseason, right. and uh, they made a huge trade in the middle of the year, which you know jumbled team chemistry with with all the guys. Um, so the fact that they're even like in the playoff race is incredible to me. So we'll see what happens. I with with Jose not coming back until we get to the playoffs, we just look anemic again on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Puig has been struggling the last couple mm-hmm. weeks. Uh, Framil Reyes has been great, but and he's been hitting home runs. The problem is nobody's getting on base for him. Uh, Lindor's been awesome, but you know they just can't seem to string together consistency now that uh, Jose's out and to a you know smaller extent Naquin. Naquin had you know for as much crap as I give him, he's actually had a really good season for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was batting almost two ninety when he went out. Yeah, and he's yeah. a really good fielder despite Game 6 of the World Series in 2016, which, mm-hmm. you know, we'll just we'll let, just, that, we'll uh, let that go. Not worry to think about that. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it was good to see Carrasco back, even though he struggled. Um, but, yeah, this weekend will probably determine whether or not the Indians have a chance to, make, to actually make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. But now we get into the topic that I've been wanting to talk about. All week, because tonight, and to a much more important extent, Sunday right. starts, I know you're going to disagree with this, the season for the best league and the best sport in the entire world. Yeah, I definitely disagree with that, but <laughs> I, I do think it's, it's an exciting time. I mean, it's 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 the biggest sport in America, so it's... Right, and it's I, w- I normally would be very excited just because I love right. football. Like, right. I can sit there and watch, you know... Usually the at one o'clock the Browns get their tails kicked and uh, you know I'm still at four o'clock watching Denver and Kansas City like yeah. I'll just watch yeah. football I'm like a junkie yeah um, no I get that so with that being said let's talk about the Browns this year 2019 let's go through some storylines um, I know we've got some stuff written down so yeah. fire them away at me yeah all right well Baker Mayfield's obviously pretty much the <laughs> the, the yeah. star now of Cleveland. He's right. easily replaced any other. I mean, maybe Frankie Lindor is the closest second, but if you don't uh, wear brown and orange, you don't matter. Yep. But Baker, Baker's the the guy in Cleveland. Uh, is he? Do you think he continues to make progression to be one of the best <coughs> quarterbacks in the NFL, or more importantly, to a certain to a certain you know to a certain degree? the right quarterback for the Browns. Yeah. Or do you think he's going to have what do they call it the sophomore slump or whatever? Yeah. Like do you, what do you, what do you think we're going to see from Baker this year? Yeah, so I think it's interesting because um like you mentioned the sophomore slump. Um players in their second year in the NFL, especially quarterbacks, very rarely do they stay on the same arc. Mm-hmm. You know, consistent arc, right. especially with rookies going into their second year. It's either like you said, a lot of guys will have a sophomore slump mm-hmm. or they will, you know, take that meteoric rise like we saw Patrick Mahomes did last year. Now he didn't, he didn't play all but one game in his rookie season. Mm-hmm. So I guess technically you could really say he was a rookie last year, but it was the second True. year in the league, True. and he threw fifty touchdowns and won the MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think Baker's going to throw fifty touchdown passes? Probably not, because that's something that's only happened like three times um, in the history of the league. Mm-hmm. But. I do think that we're going to see Baker continue to take steps forward. Um, I think he's the perfect quarterback, the f- perfect mentality quarterback for this market and this city and this division. Um, you know, he's the he's the walk-on underdog that was never given anything and earned mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. And there's the famous line in the LeBron letter when he came back to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. You know, in Northeast Ohio, uh, nothing is given, everything is earned. And I yeah. think Baker Baker has lived that out. Like, even with the Browns, you know, he got drafted. He was the number one overall pick. And Hugh Jackson, in his glorious wisdom, 
didn't even allow him to compete for the starting job in training camp last mm-hmm. year. He just, like, we're just going to sit you on the bench. Uh, we're not even going to give you any snaps. Well, he, first well he knew what he was doing, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah whatever. Yeah. yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, you know, it, it's a combination of I have full trust and belief in Baker Mayfield as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I have belief in him. You can go back. I don't know how people do that. Twitter search thing where they find somebody's tweets from like six years ago. It's, I don't know how people do that. You have to request it, and you have, it takes a long time of yeah. digging. So anyway, shows you, how many you can go back to his senior year in the middle of his senior year at Oklahoma, and I mm-hmm. tweeted that Baker Mayfield was QB one, and if the Browns, well, we knew the Browns were going to get the number one pick because they right. didn't win a game, right? Uh, and the Browns should draft him. Mm-hmm. And this is after. Yeah. This is after. This is this is while he's getting all these comparisons to. Johnny Manziel and Johnny Football, and uh, he was, um, you know, being compared to him going through his senior year, and I fully believed in him, even though I was fully on the Johnny Manziel bandwagon five years ago, which we all know how that ended up. But I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but I I just think he's going to continue that ascension to be one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL um, you know I think there's only that group of five or six that's maybe elite above everybody else who you know can can win a game on his own and I think Baker this year is going to go get in get himself into that uh, conversation of quarterbacks that can do that so yeah. uh, and it's incredible that he plays for the Browns and I'm saying this yeah I mean even me as someone who's a, a passive fan and watcher of and, the NFL. Yeah, and, I, and, I, you know, I can tell right away that, and I've seen most of the quarterbacks in the last four, five years And play, you go for Houston teams. Yeah. Your, your team has one of those, potentially has one of those yeah, guys. Yeah, exactly. And I, you can just see I, the difference when they when they come in. I think his team, his yeah. his front office and organization it's might screw trash, him over. But, but, yeah. No, and uh, exactly, though. I mean, I would say... You know, Baker, one thing that I that really sticks out to me, because um, I don't know a lot about the strategy and stuff, but yeah. I will say Baker has the attitude, he's got the mentality, and he's got the, the love of the fans, which those three things, I mean, have you seen that yet with any quarterback for the Browns no. in the last, like, I mean, I can't remember the last not time. Since, not since uh, my dad was our age and Bernie yeah. Kosar was yeah. the yeah. quarterback of the Browns. So he's got all those three things, which... A passive viewer like myself can even notice. I think and I think I think uh, Tim Couch could have been that when the Browns sure, came back. Yeah. But they're an expansion team and they absolutely got him killed. And yeah. physically he yeah. just he just he couldn't just hold gave up. Gave out. Yeah. But yeah. he was other than other than uh, Baker and Bernie Kosar in the last thirty years he was the other guy. But, yeah. But Baker certainly That's has it. that, and Baker has has the infrastructure and the team around him sure. and the support of the organization. And finally, they got it right with the, the hierarchy and the front office and all that uh, to be able to put a team around him. And yeah. what a team they put around him. Absolutely. Uh, so you talk about the team. What about the offensive line? Is there any concerns with that going into this year? Or do you think they patched that up in the offseason? So I think, I think that would be the one area of concern. Well... There's two areas, but this is the one where I feel like that has potential to 
sort of wreck what they're trying to do. Okay. Um, so they didn't look good in, in the preseason. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Um, you know, Greg Robinson as a left tackle had a good year last year, but he hasn't looked good in training camp. Uh, they traded away arguably their best offensive lineman in the offseason, Kevin Zeitler, uh, the guard. Okay. And it's been like a, uh, you know, it's been a merry-go-round trying to replace him at that position. Mm-hmm. They look like they've settled on somebody in Eric Cush, but he also struggled at times in training camp. So I would say it's more of an unknown uh, rather than, uh, you know, being really worried about it. I mean, obviously it's a concern uh, because their job is to, no, number one, protect Baker, which yeah. if the Browns can't protect Baker, then nothing else matters. That's Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, open All up right. holes in the running game for Nick Chubb. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh Let's float on to a little offense, or well, let's different type of offense. Uh, <coughs> OBJ, you know, there's there's been so much media circus, and yeah, I'm just gonna comment right out here, and I think you agree with me. A lot of that's nonsense. You know, the media just they just need stuff to, yeah. to chit chat about. You know, I I, I don't think there's really. A, I want to give my opinion real quick first, and I want you to react to it. Sure. So I don't think there's really any problems with this, like the whole attitude thing. I think he's an eccentric player. Yeah. You know what you're going to get. There's going to be a few games where he might punch a fan or something, and, and it, you move on. Uh, but I, uh, No, sorry, not like a fan. I meant like a oh, physical you... fan. <laughs> didn't, he, no, didn't he do that one time? Like he threw yeah. a football at, yeah, a, at, yeah. a, at an he, actual fan. A kicking not a, net and uh, not a person. Know, stuff, yeah. <laughs> not a person. Let me make that real yeah. clear. Um, but, you know... He's a phenomenally talented guy. All his teammates are all praising him, and, and he's so hyped to be here. Right. Um, so that's just my, my two cents is I don't really think that superficial stuff is going to be too much of a problem. I mean, right. we don't. he's no Antonio Brown. He's no nothing. Right, which is right. where I was going to go. Right, yeah. So real quick, though, I do see some concerns maybe with his health. I mean, he's kind of been open about that. Just being honest that he says he's not exactly 100%. Do you think that's concerning, or do you think he's just being super cautious? Like, what do we take make of that? Uh, I think, I, I think, uh, with respect to what he talked about today, that his hips not one hundred percent. I think that's more cautious than anything. Okay. Um, uh, he does he does have injury history in the past, which he's essentially missed half of the games the last two seasons. Okay. Um, yeah, I remember he missed a lot last year. One one actually was a result of getting hurt in a preseason game here two years ago. Oh, okay. Um, but. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, let's just look at two of the best receivers who both changed teams this year and where they're at. Mm-hmm. Let's look at Odo Beckham Jr. Yeah. Uh, now in the off season, he got the majority of the media attention and the scrutiny and yeah. and all this when talking about uh, him not showing up to voluntary OTAs and stuff he's done in his past and mm. and blah 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 and stuff like this. And then you look at a guy like. Antonio Brown, who was threatening to retire if he wouldn't wouldn't be able to wear a certain helmet, uh, so essentially stupid. missed all of training camp, didn't yeah. show up to Goodness. a couple stuff during training camp, which he got fined for, and then right. he posts the letter from the general manager about his fine on social media, which incited the fight that he got into with the general manager right. yesterday, right. and now there's talk that uh, the Raiders are going to look to void his contract and just flat out cut him. Well, yeah, it's crazy. And we see his comments on like Snapchat yeah. or something today, and you're just like, dude, yeah. be professional. Like, yeah. what is going he's, on? He here? apparently, and he's 31 years old, and yeah. he's 
unfollowed the Raiders on social media. Oh boy, and whatever. But it's just, Man. oh my gosh, it's it's if I I'm so like in the off season when both of those guys were available, there were actually Browns fans who wanted o- Antonio Brown. Yeah, you can't over, blame him. Well, over Odell Beckham. Oh, okay. Well, over that is stupid. Yeah, right. Yeah. If, well, if, let's say LBJ wasn't a, wasn't a possibility. You know, yeah. it's not crazy at the time to have thought right. that. And a lot of people thought that. Uh, the Raiders fleeced the the Steelers, which yeah. looking back, it doesn't look like that anymore right. at all. No, no, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Raiders might just cut bait with yeah. uh, Brown before he even plays a game with them, which is crazy. And they gave the Steelers a third and a fifth round pick. Oh my goodness, it's crazy. But that's just how bad stuff. And who knows yeah. that? So the Raiders haven't officially suspended Antonio Brown or done right. anything yet. So. That could have just been a scare tactic by the team. Like, hey, I thought your... they publicly said that they were going to, though. So there was... A leak, maybe. There was a leak that okay. came out that said that that's what they were planning to gotcha. do. Gotcha. Okay, okay. One of those um, deals. I don't... If, if he's on the team, I don't think he plays this week. Definitely not, I would um, say. So well, I, is he even ready? So I, mean... I guess... So, yeah, I, I don't know. So I guess you can say that uh, he's going to have a one-game suspension, I guess. Okay, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I'm so glad... So, so glad that we traded for Odell Beckham Jr. rather than Antonio Brown. 100%. gosh. Um, All right, let's switch gears. Moving on to the defense. What do you think about the defense this year? So this is something that hasn't gotten talked about much because... You know, everything, you know, all the glitz, the glamours on the offense. Right, oh, you know, of course. It Baker, is. Jarvis Landry, Odell mm-hmm. Beckham, Nick Chubb. They signed Kareem Hunt, who will be available in the second half of the year. Like, like that's that's what anybody wants to talk about. Everyone wants to talk about scoring. But uh, the Browns are going to have – there are people locally who are saying that, that have seen the, seen the Browns every day in training camp. Mm-hmm. You know, the national guys just see the names. But right, right, right. right. People were actually at training camp every day saying that the Browns' defense might actually be better than their offense, which is scary. If they stay healthy, they're going to have probably the best defensive line in football mm-hmm. this year. Oh, yeah. um, they have uh, essentially three three pro bowlers and mm-hmm. another guy who has the ability to be a pro bowler on their mm-hmm. D-line. Uh, their secondary boasts uh, former pro bowlers and future pro bowlers in uh, Demarius Randall, Denzel Ward, who made the pro bowl last year. Uh, who will probably make multiple, multiple Pro Bowls. Uh, they drafted Greedy Williams in the second round uh, this year out of LSU, who a lot of people thought was a, a top 15 talent. Um, and then they have they have a bunch of other safeties and corners that they really like. Uh, Terrence Mitchell, uh, who's a starter last year, mm-hmm. he'll probably end up starting this year, but might get phased out for uh, Greedy Williams as he gets more acclimated to, yeah. the, to the NFL game. So. Uh, and then the linebackers, uh, Kirksey's back from an injury. Joe Schobert, a former Pro Bowler. Mm-hmm. Uh, they drafted two guys. Mac Wilson's from Alabama. He's a former mm-hmm. five-star recruit. recruit so, right, right. Um, you know, most likely he's going to be a player. So it's it's really interesting. Like anything else in the NFL, it all matters on health. Yeah. And really, all sports, really. If you're healthy... Um, you have a chance to be really good. And I think this Browns team has a chance to be really, really good on defense, for sure. Okay. Um, what about, before we wrap up, Freddie Kitchens. <coughs> it's his first season. Um, I know everybody loves him already. Yeah. And it's it's not surprising why. He's a very 
charismatic. He's a very charismatic guy. He says funny comments, statements that get the crowd pumped up. But you know, do you think he has uh, what it takes? Do you think he has what it takes to lead this uh, Browns team? Uh, so that that remains to be seen. Um, that's probably my other. I, I like Freddie Kitchens. I'm not gonna say that I don't like him, but he's never been head coach before on any level, mm-hmm. uh, and he's also. Uh, gonna try and be a head coach while calling the offensive plays, which there's only a select few people can that can pull that, that off. Yeah. And it's generally the higher echelon of coaches in the NFL. Yeah. Like the Andy Reeds, the Sean Paytons, the you know, Bill Belichick calls the plays for the defense for the Patriots. Right. But Bill O'Brien. I'm just kidding. Yeah, Bill <laughs> nope. Doug Peterson for the Eagles. Uh, I I don't think I don't think Bill O'Brien's a bad uh, play caller and head coach. I think he's a bad GM. He's actually and head coach. probably better at being a play caller than he is right. at being a GM. But, yeah. <laughs> GM, yeah. So uh, I, I I'm excited to see uh, what happens. I think Freddie Kitchens uh, handled everything as well as you could hope yeah. in the preseason preseason games. I think the player. I mean, if you just listen to the players' comments after practices and and this week especially as we're going into the first game. How they talk about how he's building a culture, how they've bought into you know what he's preaching. Um, he's a guy that's 180 different than the last guy that we had as our head coach. Um, where Freddie Kitchens, he's not going to BS the players. He's going to tell them what he thinks, mm-hmm. whether that's right or wrong. Um, so in that aspect, I don't have any concerns with Freddie Kitchens. I don't think. I don't think you're ever going to see him lose the team uh, where they don't fight for him. Right. I think right. it's it's to be seen whether he can manage everything as a head coach along with calling plays. He called plays the second half last year, and the offense looked really good when mm-hmm. he did it, but yeah. he wasn't the head coach when he was doing right. it. Right, right, right. So, you know, we'll see what happens. He has two really good coordinators, three really good coordinators, if you um, count the special teams around him. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that helps. Um but yeah, we'll see. We'll see starting Sunday. Let's. Um, I actually skipped the section I was supposed to talk on. Uh, let's round back <coughs> to that real quick. We have a rookie kicker and a rookie punter. Yeah, including. Uh, well, the rookie punter is the Scottish Hammer. Or whatever. Scottish Hammer. <laughs> so what, what do you who think was, about? Who was actually at uh, when he got the phone call from Freddie yeah. Kitchens that he made the team? Mm-hmm. He was at the Flying Monkey in Tremont. Oh, just hanging out, cool. drinking a beer. I didn't know yeah, that. there's video. I'll show you. I didn't realize that's where I saw the video. I just didn't realize yeah, that's where it was. Yeah, he's a monkey. Yeah. Do you? Uh, I mean, that this was clearly. I don't. Not even more so than the punter position. That the kicker position yeah. was desperately needing an upgrade last year. Right. I mean, to the point where it probably cost you all several victories. Yeah. Uh, not probably it did. At least, yeah, at least a couple. At, at least a couple. Yeah. Uh, do you feel that you're in a better spot with this rookie kicker, or, or, or what do we, what do we? So think? I thought they, I, I thought they both had a, they both struggled, especially early in camp. Uh, Greg Joseph, who kicked last year for us, and then mm-hmm. uh, Austin Cyber, who we drafted, who went to Oklahoma, who obviously Baker loves. Um, but I guess from everything I've read, I didn't get to go to any training camp practices this year. Um, the last two weeks, Seibert really came into his own, and he was just pegging kicks right down the middle. Um, and then he didn't miss a kick in the last two preseason games. So, yeah, I mean, he's a rookie kicker. I'm the 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 reason why I put this on the script and wanted to talk about it was was more so uh, the rookie punter. I think Jamie Gillen, okay. the Scottish Hammers, got uh, unbelievable 
potential and ability as a punter as far as power in his leg and mm-hmm. the ability to uh, strategically place punts. Mm-hmm. Um, I worry about him in holding because he's going to be holding for field goals. Okay. Because he is a guy that came from uh, oh, rugby. rugby. Right? Yeah. So yeah. he was a punter in college. Okay. I don't know how much experience he had holding, but that's a major part of kicking field goals. You have oh, to be able to yeah. hold. You have to be able to catch the snap, and, and you know, depending on where the ball is when you catch it, you got to spin it so the laces aren't facing the right the, the, the kicker, so he doesn't kick the laces and the ball goes everywhere. It just flat spins away, right? Um, so it's going to be interesting. I, I also think that this is a money move for the punter. Um, the Browns aren't hurting for money, and they have right. cap space, but. Their incumbent punter was going to make three and a half million dollars this year. Um, Scottish Hammer is probably going to make seven hundred thousand. Right, right. So you know that's that that's a move where the GM can go to the owner and be like, "Hey, I saved you some money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let me do whatever I want." Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that, so that's going to be interesting. But um, yeah, I think it's you know we'll see. I I think they're both talented. Mm-hmm. They're just inexperienced. So we'll. I'm interested to see, and I hope this doesn't happen this week because I have faith that uh, we will uh, beat the Titans by more than a field goal. Mm-hmm. But it'll be really interesting to see what happens if uh, it comes down to a last-second kick. So you already mentioned your fast prediction of, uh, against the Titans, but you're expecting a victory, <coughs> uh, expecting a victory this Sunday. Yeah. So I think the uh, I think the Browns are five and a half point favorites. Um, okay. I think they cover. I think the Browns win by about ten. Okay. Um, fairly comfortably. I'm going to say 27-17 as the final score. Uh, you know, like I said at the beginning of the episode, I'm super excited about the Browns, but I also have this pit in my stomach. Like, Yeah, well, it's the nerves, yeah. And, no, like, I, I get the that. Browns have won their uh, opener, opener mm-hmm. uh, one time since they've been back. That's rough. So we'll see what happens. This will be Baker Mayfield's first opener because he oh, did not right. open the he didn't season open last year. That's right, right, right. Um, so, I I will. See, what, do you, what do you think? I will agree with that prediction because I hate the Titans, and <laughs> I think from what I understand about the Browns, they, they look like a pretty solid team this year. So, yeah, I don't know much of what the Titans did in the off season, but it didn't I haven't heard much about anyone really hyping them up. Yeah. So we're gonna go with Browns. Uh, I think it's gonna be a little tighter. I think they'll. Pre- I don't think they're gonna win on a last second field goal, but I think, I think it'll probably be just like a touchdown. Probably like a, a solid touchdown that they'll win by. But, I'll take it, man. I will yeah. take as long as we have one more point than the opponent. Yeah, I will exactly. take it. In the NFL a win is a win. That's There's, right. It's not like college football where if you open with a uh, patsy team mm-hmm. and you only beat them by mm-hmm. like four when you're favored by thirty. Right. You're a little concerned. Yeah. NFL no, for sure. Win is a win is a win. So um, uh, let's 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 talk about our predictions for the season, yeah. and that's where our poll kind of gets exactly. gets thrown in the mix here. You know, as we kind of wrap up. Uh, we asked uh, for your guys' predictions for the Browns' record in 2019, specifically better or worse than nine and seven. Pick nine and seven because just just looking at a lot of uh, predictions and prognostications uh, from the national media, that's where a lot of people have the Browns is right around nine wins. So uh, we wanted to know what you thought, and I I kind of had a feeling that these results were going to go this way just yeah. because <laughs> mo- you know we're we have a lot of most of, we're, you know we're mostly Browns fans, but. What, what were the results? Yeah, so on Twitter, real positive. Ninety-one uh, percent said they're going to have a better record than nine and seven. I'm sorry, yeah, ninety-one. Uh, and then nine percent said it's going to be worse. Yep. For Facebook, it was seventy-two percent said it's going to be a better record than nine and seven. 
28% said it will be worse. Yeah. I I voted better. Yeah. But I when I said better, I literally meant just better. Yeah. I think it's gonna be ten and six. Okay. I think they're gonna pull the old Texans <coughs> yeah. special. Ten and six. And get like a ten and six. Uh, Does that win them their division? I think? think it all. This is such a simple thing to say. It all depends on Pittsburgh. If right. Pittsburgh is anything decent, who I don't know. But if they're kind of going the way Pittsburgh was going last year, 100%, I think it can. Right. I think it's going to be competitive. I don't know what to think about the Ravens because There's I know such a lot an of enigma. I, I know a lot of people like to make fun of like what's his name Jackson or whatever Jackson. here. But yeah. I don't think he's a bad quarterback yet. I am not convinced of that. Yeah. But I don't know if they have the Jury's whole team. still out for sure. Right. I, yeah. So I, the, the, we'll say this: the Bengals are a joke and. Yeah. They're not going to be a threat. The Bengals might not win three games. This right, year. right. I think, I don't think the Ravens, if I had to guess, are going to do much. But I do think that the Steelers might still yeah. be, a, unfortunately, be a threat. I just don't think the, the offense that Baltimore is going to have to run for is Lamar Jackson to long, be yeah. successful Probably is going to work. work. Yeah. I personally think he's not going to last. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to get injured. Um, and then what do they do? Because right. they've spent this entire year trying to learn this offense for this yeah. running core. I mean. Robert Griffin III is their backup, so kind of the same type of guy. But he's Boy, that's, at this at this point fine. at this point in his career, he's not as explosive Robert, as Lamar Jackson. Robert Griffin III. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. what's your prediction for the? I see. I've gone back and forth on this. I'm I'm going to assume not majority of health to yeah. Let's say to our major let's guys. say health is on your side. If if Beckham misses a game or two here, whatever. Right, right, but right. if Baker if Baker plays 15 16 games um you know and you know Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward yeah, all and uh, all that stuff um I want to say 11 and 5 in division championship. Okay. Okay. For, for me that comes down to our games against Pittsburgh and Baltimore. I think that uh, we go three out of four in those. I, I think the Browns are going to go five and one in their division. Okay. I think they're going to sweep Cincinnati like they did All last right. year. Okay. Um, I think, and I think they're going to sweep one of Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and then split with the other. I don't know which one that is yet. I'm going to say they're going to sweep Baltimore and uh, split with Pittsburgh just I, because I, it's just that voodoo. I can't or hoodoo, uh, until, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> until they do it. Yeah. I can't see them winning Dude, in Pittsburgh. It's the same, like, yeah. not to change the start completely. But it's the same with Spurs. Like, they until, haven't won in and, Pittsburgh right. since Tim Couch was no, quarterback. Until Spurs beat Chelsea at home, I never believed they would beat. I'm sorry, beat Chelsea away at Stanford uh, Bridge. Yeah, yeah, I never believed they would do it. And then they finally did it last year, and I'm like, okay, now I now it could happen right. anytime. Yeah. But it's just until it happens. Now you have that confidence when they exactly. go in there. Yeah, because you're, you're not okay. scared of it anymore. Yeah, these it's, it's like this collection thing. of players yeah. have done it so, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. I, I get exactly. It's not that House of Horrors. I get exactly. See, Heinz Field for me about. is a House of Horrors. Oh I can't. yeah, no, I, I see it is. Yeah, it's I, a nightmare. Until they actually do it, it's hard for me to pick them. Yeah, yeah. but I think I think the Browns are going eleven and five, and they're winning the division championship. Yeah, this is going to be a big season. And uh, you know, we'll see where that that'll either that probably will land them a home first playoff game, and I can't effing wait. That'd be awesome. The Browns. In the playoffs at home, oh, yeah, it'd be mayhem. Oh my god! Honestly, you'd probably have crazier crowds than you saw in the, some of the deeper playoff games for the Cavs. Yeah, I mean, for sure, absolutely. Um, no, um, you're right. Not probably. That is a for yeah. sure fact. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, but anyway, Any before, before we yeah before we wrap up, um, we're gonna be doing our first uh, 
and we actually we got a name for it. It's going to be the oh, right. Deerfield Gridiron Browns Post Game Show presented by Living Off the Land. Nice. Coming up, uh, first first episode of that is going to be this Sunday night. Um, I got Steve coming in for sure for that, and uh, possibly either Jimmy or uh, my buddy Matt, who lives down in Florida, who uh, I went grew up and went to high school with, one of my best friends. So yeah, so be I'll obviously be working with you to upload those on the website, and we'll spread it on social media. Yeah, this is real exciting for Browns fans, and I think it's a good deal for us, so that our weekly regular podcasts, you know, we don't have to spend too much time yeah. on Browns when we can but, just have that be the, the specific Brown show. So. Yeah. Um, and I'm working on, on potential guests uh, throughout the season. So yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll see what happens. Great. Um, I'm yeah. excited. So that's going to be fun. That's that. Uh, all right. So let's wrap up the episode here. Uh, Jordan, we're going into Friday. Mostly people are listening to it on Friday. What's the move for the weekend, my brother? Uh, yeah, so I'm going to stop you right there real fast. Let's do a preview real quick. Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. I just don't want to be weird and say what I'm doing yeah, and be like, I'm oh, bad. i got to do a preview. My bad. Uh, before I answer that question, uh, I want to preview Ingenuity Fest again, 2019. This is September 27th through 29th. It's a weird festival. Uh, we've gone a couple times. Yeah. It's fun. I, it's interesting. It's, it's feel like it's... It's a hit or miss. It's it. It has a homemade feel to it's something, it. Yeah, it's something you should check out at least once. I highly, yeah, exactly. Especially if you're into art, if you're into engineering, if you're into science, yeah. they dabble in all that stuff. In fact, it's even described as where art, science, and technology intersect. Right. It's at the Hamilton Collaborative on 5401 Hamilton Avenue, kind of in the Midtown area, almost like behind Cleveland State. Yeah. If you're familiar with that area. Um, it's got food carts. It's got drinks. The the drinks this year are going to be Masthead Market Garden, Gold Home, Bre- Gold Horn Brewery, and Watershed Distillery. These are all local. Local. Mm-hmm. Um, there's live music, open mic, demonstrations, art for sale. It's really fun. Honestly, this is a fun thing to bring kids to if you have kids because yep. there's a lot of just cool hands-on things and it's pretty family friendly. Just don't go to the open mic. That was oddly crude um but it's friday from 6 p.m to 1 a.m saturday 1 p.m to 1 a.m sunday 1 p.m to 6 p.m for more information visit ingenuitycleveland.com slash ingenuity fest now 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 what's the move this weekend sorry i totally no you're fine i must have had a little bit of the bubbly (laughs) that was perfect um yeah so nothing really crazy this week I'm a little tight, uh, but I'm down to have some fun still. We'll see. Uh, yeah. I don't have anything officially planned other than I wouldn't mind doing a quick happy hour after work tomorrow so we can talk about that. Um, yeah. But I, honestly, this is probably the least pr- planned week I've had in a long time. So yeah. I'm just going to kind of ride it as it comes and <laughs> see yeah. what happens. But uh, also, there's no Premier League. So I don't oh, yeah, even, international I didn't even get to watch that. But. No Serie A either. Nope. But I will well, we've got NFL. enjoy watching NFL and college football. So Yeah. Uh, what about you, though? Uh, so Sunday, um, usually say that I just take that as a rest day or whatever, but um, NFL opening weekend, obviously for the next 17 weeks. Right. Uh, the Browns are going to – well, 16 out of 17 because of the bye week. Um, the Browns will have to do with some part of my weekend, whether it's – Thursday going into the weekend, uh, Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, or Monday getting into the next week. So I'll have that. Uh, Saturday is my niece Gracie's first birthday party. 
Oh, so, nice. Those are always fun. Yeah, so that'll that'll be cool. Uh, it's actually on her birthday, so she's turning one on Saturday. Um, so happy birthday, G, little G, Gracie. That's right. Um, looking forward to celebrating that uh, on Saturday. And then, yeah, we'll talk about maybe doing a happy hour tomorrow or something. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, there is a there is a pretty big UFC fight, I guess, this weekend. Uh, we would have talked about it uh, if Jimmy was here, but uh, Habib Nurmagomedov. Oh, that was a that, big fight. The guy that smashed uh, Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's fighting Dustin Poirier uh, for the light. I think the lightweight belt. He's pretty um, big, right? And that's Habib. actually that fight's actually going down in Abu Dhabi. So. Um, oh wow! Okay, so yeah, that's going on on Saturday night. So, uh, I'll talk to Jimmy. And uh, if he's up in the Cleveland area, maybe I might go go try and see that with him uh, Saturday night. So, all right. Well, as Champ is whining, telling me you need to stop uh, this podcast because you're going on too long. Thanks, Champ. Appreciate it. Uh, we're gonna wrap things up here. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Um, follow us on social media at the LOTL Podcast. Uh, check out our website as we said at the beginning of the show, uh, LOTLPodcast.com. Uh, Jordan uh, kind of revamped and streamlined our episode uh, postings. So you can go there, uh, click on the episodes tab, and it'll take you right to there where you can click on the embedded links and listen to all of our episodes. It's been actually pretty cool. I've Now that we've been doing this for over a year, I've kind of been going back to uh, like this week a year ago and listening yeah. to what we were to talking about ones, in that yeah. episode. So uh, it's kind of interesting to hear um, like previewing the Browns uh last year it kind yeah, of yeah the differences um so so yeah uh do that continue to listen to us spotify soundcloud apple Podcasts. give us a rate follow like review uh all that good stuff we appreciate it love you guys um and uh that's gonna do it for us so for jimmy who's not here he'll be here with us next week he told me he promised so james gonna hold you to that uh <laughs> for jordan I'm Dan. I've been listening to Living Off the Land, and we will catch you guys next week. Uh, tune in Sunday night for the first Deerfield Gridiron Browns postgame show presented by LOTL. Later. See ya. See ya.